Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Look at your neighbor as we get started this morning and tell him, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. How, how, many, how many would disagree with me on that and say, no, I'm perfect. I'm already perfect as I am. Anybody here? Raise your hand. I didn't think so. So you're just like me. You're imperfect. God is still working on me every single day. Because just like that video showed of the man with the clay, how many know that when that man or woman throws that clay on the wheel, they already have in their mind what that's going to look like, what the finished product is going to look like. I have a brother here that's in construction, and, and he knows that when he does his concrete work, he knows that he sees nothing but gravel, rebar, you know, and wires and forms, but he already sees the finished product already in his mind. He knows exactly what it's going to look like. The potter that's making the clay vessel knows exactly what that's going to look like. God Almighty knows exactly what your life should look like. Now, does it always turn out that way? Well, we have the choice. See, that's where he gives us free will. God says, here's the path I've opened for you. Here's the direction I want you to go in. But you and I can choose to go down that path, or you and I can choose to go this way. Then, when our life becomes a mess, and we wonder what in the world happened, it's because we didn't follow where the potter was taking us to. Amen? Let me give you an example. It's been five years since I became the pastor here of this church. Five years. But if you would have asked me six years ago if I would be pastor here in American Canyon, I would have told you, no way. I didn't feel God calling me to be here. If you would have asked me 15 years ago if I would have even been a pastor, I would have said, not likely. I was a believer, but I wasn't a pastor then. If you would have asked me 30 years ago that I would be a believer and I would be a pastor in a church, I would, be, I would tell you, you are out of your mind. That's what I would have told you because I wasn't living in that mindset. I, my mind was not there. My spirit was not there. But how many know that God's in control? Amen? God is in control of our lives. Look at your neighbor again and tell him, God is working on me. God is working on me. It's so important to understand that. Yes, we do our best. Every day as parents, we, we want our children to do the very best. We expect the very best for our children. All of us do as parents. That's your desire for every child that you have. God the Father expects the best for you. And so what he's done is he's laid out a plan, a purpose for your life. But it's up to you to follow that. Amen? Here's what I want to tell you, though. We will falter. We will fail during that process. Again, why? Because we're not perfect. Because there's sin in this world. Because there's an enemy that attacks us. We stumble sometimes our way through life. Have you ever felt like you're just stumbling and you're having to get up all the time and falling down and getting up all the time? That's okay. As long as you get up. Don't stay down there. Don't stay down here in the life of misery, of pain. Get yourself back up. And start walking forward. Amen? Our faith is sometimes filled with doubts. 
Sometimes, even as believers, you can doubt the plan God has for you. Sometimes, even when I was studying to become a pastor, I said, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? But I know he knows what he's doing. Sometimes we don't know. We may not have the confidence in those moments. Then he reminds us, this is what I've called you to do. And and I knew that deep in my heart. I knew he had called me to do that. But sometimes when, you know, you grow through life and 30 years old, 40 years old, all of a sudden God says, I want you to be a pastor. It's like, what? You didn't tell me that when I was 20. You didn't tell me that when I was 18. Um, I should have gone to, you know, Bible school back then. But sometimes God intervenes in your life. You're never too old for God to step into your life. Never too old. Amen? Sometimes our faith in our, is, in our weak selves is what points us to, to Jesus. We have to have hope. Something greater than us. Because we will fall, we will fail. We can only do so many things in our, in our power, in our own ability, but we have to trust God. Amen? That's why I tell you my favorite verse in the entire Bible is Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Amen? i got to trust in the Lord because my way, Pastor Rick's way, will sometimes take me that way when God wants me to go this way. Amen? So I have to trust in the Lord. God never fails to keep his word. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? He never fails. His word, just like he, endures forever and ever. It's unchanging. His word was good 2,000 years ago. It's still good today. Amen? He is resolving to work in you and I today. No matter what you're facing today. No matter what challenges, health challenges, relational challenges, job challenges, he's still walking with you today. Amen? But thanks be to God. We give him thanks that he steps in and he leads us and he's working in us. This morning, I've asked a few people, but um, I'd like to have some people share just a real quick testimony of what God has been doing in their life. So... um, I may not have asked you, and I may call upon you, so um, I, I did ask Ivy, though. Ivy, if you come up here forward, give her, give her a big hand. She's going to share on what God's been doing in her life. You can just stand right here. What, what has God done in your life? And Let's just stand over here, so away from that speaker there. We don't get no feedback. There we go. Um, well, he has done a lot in my life. Um, you know, I never used to read the Bible or just kind of glaze over it. If I read a verse that didn't, I didn't like, I kind of just be like, when, you know, carrying the cross, I'm like, I don't want to carry the cross. You carried it for me. But like last couple weeks, couple months, I've been really getting deep in the word and he has, you know, he's working on me. And Amen. it's not a cross, like it may be a simple cro- cross, you know, like maybe not making enough money, which is a big thing. <laughs> Um, but I carry that cross and I know that he's going to provide and you know I use the sword of the spirit and and I just slay that lie of the enemy and again he is working on me amen amen thank you give her a big hand this morning he's working on her now has God decided to give up on her no of course not God will never give up on you Just like we as parents, we don't give up on our children, on our grandchildren. We're always going to be there for them. Amen? I won't pick on anybody, but if anybody else wants to share just real quickly what God's doing in their life, 
how God's working in your life, just raise your hand real quick if, if you want to share. Uh, Brenda, went, hand went up, and then we'll ask Jill. Brenda, why don't you come on up and just share real quick. What, what is God doing in your life? How is he working in your life? Well, in a lot of ways, uh, he always has. But um, in particular, uh, at work, you know, I have this job. I work at a grocery store, and I only work there a couple of days a week. And um, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but sometimes people tell you, you need to get a job. Her husband. <laughs> and so you do what you have to do. And so, but you know what? And I'm gonna, you pick on people, I'm gonna pick on Robert. Because Robert has told me so many times, that's your ministry. Amen. That is your ministry. Amen. You cannot affect people sitting at home, right? That's right. And so, and it's been my ministry. Amen. And I'm just so thankful for my job. Amen. Working at Little Trader Joe's. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you. Each of us, that's a good point, each of us have a ministry, amen, and, and hers is at Trader Joe's. So you can go to church here, and afterwards, you can go to Trader Joe's and get blessed again down in Fairfield. Jill, come on up, give her a big hand. Jill, what has God been doing? How's he working in your life? Um, a couple of things. I've been reading The Battlefield of the Mind um, with by Joyce Myers and... I have the Bible and the study guide, and I've just really been learning a lot about how every morning before we put our feet on the floor, we make a choice whether we're going to smile and be thankful and have a good attitude no matter what we're going to encounter in our yes. day or we're not. Yes. And how I realize that a lot of things that have been going on in my life, it's a lot of it's up in here, and it's how I choose to do things, and to me it really goes along with um, Ivy's Bible study about the body, the armor, uh, wearing the armor of Christ. Um, the other big thing is I've really been learning a lot about children with anxiety and depression. I have two children that suffer from anxiety and one of them with depression and self-harm. And, and um, that has been really challenging. And, and God is really teaching me that above all else, every day, I just need to show my children love, even though I don't yes. understand how they feel. I don't understand what's going on in their mind, but I just have to just be there and lead with love, even though I don't have all the answers, which is really, really tough for me not to have all the answers, because mm -hmm. um, I want to, I want to control everything, and that doesn't work. Um, and then the other thing is, I am going back to school to get another master's degree. And, Amen. Um, Give her a big hand. I've got about 20 more years till retirement, and I just feel like technology and education are changing, so I might as well go back to school because I need to be prepared to do my best and serve students, and amen. so that's a big thing, too. Yes, amen. Give a big hand. Amen. Again, a recurring theme is God is working in each of these people, and their ministry, that's part of your ministry. What I think Jill's learning right now is these other facets of what her family's going through that are now part of her ministry. She may be able to 
not only help her family, but help someone later on down the road. See, God, that's, that's the whole sole purpose of God bringing us through our life's purpose, is to help others. Amen? How many have helped others along the way with things that God has helped you with? That's exactly what Christ living is all about. Amen? Amen. God is not done with you. He's just beginning. Amen? Even she mentioned retirement. You know, in God's kingdom, God, there's no retirement. God's still working on you. He doesn't just at the age of, you know, 65, 73, whatever age that is, stop working. He's continually working on you. Amen? Amen. He never gives up on you. He never changes. He never relents. Amen? He never gives up. He's working on us. What a God we serve. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? Amen. I want to invite you now to stand and read. We're going to read from the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. So if you'll stand with me this morning uh, to honor the word of God. Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to begin reading in verse 12. A couple of verses. And then I'm going to have you move to Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. But starting in Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 through 13, and this is the New American Standard Bible, it says this, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, Let's turn back a page to Philippians chapter 1, and I want to read verse 6, which was our scripture verse this morning. Verse 6 says the following, and this is out of the NIV version. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that we can depend on your word, that it brings us life, that it reminds us of who you are, and that it reminds us of who we are, that we are your servants, Lord, that God, that you remain faithful no matter what we're going through, no matter what challenges we face, you are always faithful. So Father, I pray, bring anointing to the rest of this service, bring anointing to this message, and Lord, let us not leave here the same, but let us leave here transformed and renewed of mind and spirit, and we pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say this with me. What God starts, He finishes. What God starts, He finishes. Amen. Have you ever felt like He's left you hanging? Sometimes we can do that to ourselves. We can feel that God's left us. He's deserted us, but truly He will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says that what He has started in you, He will complete in you. Remember, you're just, you're a whip, a work in progress. You're a whip, a work in progress. All of you here, including Pastor Rick, were a work in progress. progress. But let me remind you, He's going to test you during that time. How many know he's going to test you? That, that testing time is what grows you. If, if, we never, if our children never face challenges, that'd be a poor adult when he grew or she grew up. I'll tell you that right now. If that child never faced any challenges, but I'll tell you what, the child that faces challenges 
will become such a strong adult, you will be able to look at that person and say, man, I'm proud of that person. I'm proud of who that person became because of the challenges they faced. Amen? God will test you, not because he has deserted you, not because he doesn't like you. It's because he's growing you. He's helping you become that person he knows you can become. Amen? He leads and he meets our needs. Amen? He leads and he meets our needs. But he's going to test you first to help you become that person you want, you, he wants you to be. Have you ever, parents, you know, maybe with your children, help them with their first steps? You know, okay, now go. And then, boom, they just fall, right? At some point, you can't just hold on to their hands like this. You got to let them go. And that's a test for your child. And we all know what's going to happen. They're going to take that and then just go forward and fall flat on their face. And you're going to pick them back up. And they're going to do the same thing until they finally learn how to walk. Or how many parents have done this where you've helped your children ride a bike? They've got the training wheels on. And and then, you know, you let them go. And then there comes that day where you take the training wheels off. You take them off. And you know that first turn that they're going to make, you know what's going to happen. They're going to fall right over. And they do. The child falls right over on the bike. But you pick them back up and you push them. And that's testing them, right? That's testing them. They're growing in Christ. That's what God does with us. He's growing us in Christ. Amen. But here's the question I want to ask you this morning. Are you trusting him completely? Just like that child trusts the parent. He's trusting, he's, she's trusting you as a parent. But are you trusting God? Are you trusting Him completely? The Apostle Paul in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 said this. He described Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith, of our life. Who is the author and finisher of our faith? Jesus is. Jesus begins it. Not you, not I, you know... Some, some of you can say, well, Pastor Rick, you know, I worked hard to achieve this. I worked hard to have this home, to have this car, to have this boat. Yeah, I'm sure you did. But God gave you the ability to work hard, the smarts to be able to gain that. And, and those are all great things. But God blessed you. Amen. Don't forget about that. God is the author and finisher of our faith. Remember that the video we just watched. The potter, again, I can't emphasize this point enough. He gets a piece of clay. It's just, there's no form to it. There's no shape to it. Throws it on the potter's wheel. And in his mind, in her mind, they know what the finished product already is going to look like. God, when he sees you, he sees a finished, polished product. He doesn't see somebody that's broken down, complaining, hurting, um, tr- you know, not trusting God not believing in yourself, that person that beats themselves up every day and says, God, I can't do this. No, when God sees you, he sees that finished product. He sees that beautiful, marvelous vase, the, the pottery in a completely finished state. That's what he sees when he looks at your faces. Amen? Amen. The same is true here for you and me. God is forming you into the intended creation that he already had in mind from the very beginning. It takes pressure. It takes challenges. It takes testing of our faith. Amen? But you have to... Here's the trick, though. We have to learn to be pliable. That means we have to say, Lord, 
not my will, but your will be done. If you're resistant to that, you'll always face uh, trials. You'll always face testings because you're saying, Lord, I got this. And, And God wants you to say, Lord, you got this. He, he wants you to walk away from you being the one in charge. As Jill pointed out when she was testifying just a minute ago, she wants to be in control of that situation. And too often, our lives aren't in our control. We, we, we realize that shortly after we come through a trial, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. Because we don't. We have to put our trust in God. And God wants you to be pliable. And that starts with trusting Him. Saying, Lord, not my will. Let your will be done. Amen. See, here's what I'm trying to say, that if we're confident, if we're confident that God finishes what he starts, then we will begin to relax. We will begin to submit to his will rather than fighting and going against it and banging our head against the wall and having the same thing happen over and over and over again. Wanna, let me ask you this question. How's it working for you? Right. How's it working for you when you're doing it your own way? It's not usually. It's not working that way. So you got to trust in God to, to give you a new, a new viewpoint. Amen? And that's how we're going to be molded into the person that he's creating us to be. I want to talk to you this morning real quickly about three points. Number one, God starts the work. Say that with me. God starts the work. Amen. It's getting hot in here. How many are warm? Okay, we can turn that off. Um, If somebody can just hit that heater button. Thank you, Bianca. How many here today would say God has started to work in you? We heard the ministry of Trader Joe's. We heard the ministry that Jill is now dealing with. You know, she's she's getting her master's, but she's also being challenged with some complexities in, in her home life. But God doesn't desert you. He gives you what you need for those challenges. Amen. How many, how many know that God is doing something in their life right now? Amen. Raise your hands if you know that God is doing something. Uh, and all of you should be raising your hands. You know why? Because you wouldn't be here if God wasn't doing something in your life. You would not be here. Amen. If you're a believer here today, you should be able to testify that the Lord has begun something in your spirit and your life. In fact, at Trader Joe's, at Walmart, wherever you're at, you should be able to testify to others, whether it's a shirt that you say that says, God is love, whether it's a shirt or a hat that says, Jesus is the king. It doesn't matter. You could say some, to somebody at the store today, God bless you, have a great Sunday. And they're going to look at you because nobody tells them that anymore. People are just yelling at each other in the store. They don't have time to say, God bless you. They don't have time to say those things. And they're going to look at you like, Wow, that's, that's a strange... No, you're not a strange person. You're just a believer that has faith and hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? So, again, God is, is wanting to do a work in you. There is a new desire in your heart when God begins a work in your life. How many can agree with me that you are now, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, you are now a new creation. The old is gone. How many can agree with me right now? Raise your hand if you can agree that the old is gone. See, see, the Lord said, this was the old May. This was the old Raquel. This was the old brother Elliot. This is the new creation now. Goodbye to the old. Hello to the new. Amen? 
That's what he sees in you. Again, when, he, when, he, when I say that he begins a work in you, he's still working on you. But when he sees you, he, fin- he sees the finished work. He sees the finished product already. Amen. It's hard for us to see that in the natural. It's hard f- for us to see ourselves as a finished work. Amen, Jill? It's hard to see us in, that, in the middle of, of those trials, in the middle of what we may be going through. It's hard to see what God sees in our life. Amen? But God starts the work. There's a new desire in your heart. There's something inside of you, like what Ivy was testifying about as well. She now reads the Word of God. She has desires now for the things of God that she didn't have in the past. And that starts not with us. We, we, we may have had a small impact in that, but that's God speaking to her and through her. Amen? She was one of uh, the ones that we took to our uh, leadership conference. She wanted to go express an interest. We got her the ticket, and she was able to be blessed at this conference. And I'll tell you what, I asked her, could you have seen yourself in this situation, you know, a couple years ago, three years, she just immediately looked at me. Her eyes got this big and said, oh, no way. And, you know, that's, that's the same for all of us here. As I mentioned, I couldn't see myself standing up here a few years ago. There's no way. But God is at work in each of us. Amen? Don't close that door for what you think is impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. Amen? With God, all things are possible. God always begins the work in us. He begins it in us. His will should be our desire, as I expressed. When we have that attitude, anything can happen. When we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done, anything can happen in your life. He can do anything in your life. Philippians 1 and verse 6 that we read earlier says this, He who began a good work in you, He, Jesus Christ, who began a good work in you. He's still working on you. He's not done with you yet. He's wanting to shape you and mold you into that person, as I mentioned. And, uh, and what I'm trying to get you to understand this morning is don't beat yourself up when you look in that mirror and see that person staring back at you going, who do you think you are? Who do you think you're trying to fool? That's the enemy speaking garbage into your spirit. What you need to look at is the finished product of Christ who sees What's looking back at you is a finished product. That's what Jesus sees, amen? He sees you completed already. Sure, you're still going through that process. Sure, you're still walking and and, and God is shaping you. But don't give up. Have faith, amen? Trust in Him, amen? God's will be done, not your will, amen? Point number two is God leads us in the work. Say that with me. God leads us in the work. I don't care who you are, where you work at, there's always somebody that's leading the job. With my brother I mentioned earlier, there's a a job uh, foreman. There's someone that's leading that job that's telling you, okay, we need to do this now, we need to take care of that. I don't care where you work at, Trader Joe's, there's, there's a manager there. There's someone dictating to you what that job entails and details and how we're gonna do that. With God, it's the same way. God leads us in the work. It's not you leading God, it's God leading you. Amen? Uh, I don't think I heard, I don't think God heard that. It's God leading us, not you leading God. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's better. Amen. I just want to make sure. Philippians 2 and verse 13, one of the scriptures we read earlier, says it this way. For it is God who is at work in you. Say that with me. For it is God who is at work in you. 
It's God. Who's at work in you? God is. God Almighty, the creator of the world, the creator, the one that put, put everything into action that said, let there be light, created the animals, created Adam and Eve. He's at work in you this morning. He's at work in you this morning. He's the one that's leading you to fulfill that purpose and plan for your life. Now, with life and having all said all that, I don't know about you, but I need wisdom every day of my life to make my life happen, you know, to, to make right and wise choices. How about you? You need wisdom in your life? Are you praying for wisdom? The Bible, the book of Proverbs says to, to seek wisdom, to pray for wisdom, to ask for wisdom. I, I need it every day because sometimes we, 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 can, we can see the spiritual walk that we need to walk, but we need wisdom in how to walk that. We need wisdom to, to manage our household, our, our families, our finances, our relationships. We need wisdom. It's not just blurting something out sometimes, even though sometimes we want to say that. You know, I was telling uh, somebody this morning, yesterday, after getting home from the conference, gone for three days, basically getting up, well, I was getting up at six in the morning, and then going to bed about 12 at night. After three days, it kind of wears on you, you know, staying up, and you're sitting down for these conferences. So just that alone wears on you. And um, so last night we got home, and about 5 o'clock, I was supposed to be doing some honeydew lists, you know, that I said I would take care of. And then I felt myself starting to get cranky, and I said, no, i got to shut it down. I need a nap right now. I need a nap. How many have done that before where you just have to stop, and you, you got to take a nap because it, you're not doing anybody any good around you if you keep doing what you're doing. you got to take a timeout. you got to put yourself in timeout and go take a nap, and that's what I did. I put myself in timeout. I said, i got to unplug, and i got to go rest, and so I did for about an hour, I think maybe even an hour and a half, and when I got up, I felt so much better. I felt rested. And then I was able to do all the things I needed to finish doing. But if I would have kept doing it the way I was going, everybody in my path was going to be in trouble. And who was going to pay for it at the end? I was. So I, I decided to seek wisdom. I said, Lord, give me wisdom. He said, take a nap. Take a nap, buddy. And, and do, do everybody else a favor. And so I did. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to say, Lord, what do I need to do right now? How should I do this? And, and I need to ask him for wisdom, for it is God who is at work in you. Amen? God is alone working in your life. What we need exactly is, is to be aware of the circumstances in our life. You see, every day is a new challenge. Today brings on new challenges. Tomorrow, if you work here, tomorrow will bring on new challenges. If you're retired, it's about, well, what time should I get up? Should I get up at 9? Should I get up at 11? I, you know, th those are heavy challenges. I understand that. I've been told. But again, every day is a new challenge. And we must, we must ask God for wisdom. We have to ask Him, Lord, give me guidance. Help me to be a, a better husband. Help me to be a better, better father. Help me to be a better son to you. Amen. You know, one thing I heard over the weekend at this conference, which I had never heard of, um, you know, in terms of how we look at God or how we look at other people, um, I heard this one minister say, you know, speaking, say my wife was up here, say Pastor Anna was up here, and um, I should look at her saying, her father-in-law, meaning he my heavenly father, 
loves her and loves me. So I, I kind of had to step back. What I'm trying to say is God views you as, as your a son and daughter, right? So if, if she is the daughter of, of God Almighty, that's my father-in-law. Whoa. So when I think of my father-in-law, am I viewing my father-in-law in light of that? And that was like, that blew me away. I said, wow, I've never looked at it that way. You know, my father-in-law. And then when she looks at me, she should be able to say the same thing. You know, well, that's my, my father-in-law up there. Do I view my father-in-law the same way? And it, it had me step back and look at God in a different mode. Because sometimes when we say father-in-law or mother-in-law, the, the prettiest picture doesn't pop up all the time, right? Come on, let's just be honest. It doesn't pop up, but, but it should because they are created in the image of God. They are the son and daughter of Almighty God. Amen? Yes. And so are you and I. I just thought I'd throw that in there for free. But here, here going on back to um, what Jesus does. He alone, he alone, point number two, leads us in the work. We don't do it on our own. He leads us in this work. Did you know that Paul wrote Philippians 1.6, that scripture I just read? He wrote that while he was in prison. He was imprisoned. The Bible says he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was in prison many times, not just once, but many times. He wrote that scripture right there. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, but that, that entire scripture, he wrote it in prison. In prison. Amen. How's your day going? Have you been in prison lately? No. Do you have that same attitude that he doesn't? How could he have that attitude? Because he knew that God Almighty was at work in him. He knew that God hadn't given up on him. He knew that God was still carrying him through. That there was an end because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Amen. That's why he could state that. Paul knew that it is God that leads us every single day. It would be safe to say here to this morning that none of us here, I don't care what you've gone through, have gone through a fraction of what Paul went through. Yet, he's given credit for 13 of the New Testament Gospels. 13 of them he's given credit for, amen? He wrote this while he was in prison. How many letters have you written in prison? Well, I don't want to know. That's another story, another testimony for another time, amen? Point number three is, God will finish the work in you. God doesn't leave you halfway undone. He doesn't start something. Unlike right now, wives, if you're sitting next to your husbands, hit them right now and tell them, honey, I got some honeydews for you. And, and maybe some of you started those honeydews and they're halfway done right now. Okay, don't go public. You don't have to raise your hand or make them, point them out. But that's usually how it works. You start something and then it's left halfway undone, right? Or halfway finished, depending on how you look at it. God will always finish the work in you. Philippians 1.6, He will carry it on to completion. He will complete it. It's not something that just gets started and says, Okay, good luck. We'll see you on the other end. No, He walks with you through that whole process. Because again, there's nothing worse than starting a job that you don't finish. You know, uh, I'll, I'll pick up my wife. She's not here right now. She loves to clean house. In fact, when you come to our house, it's always really clean. But the process is 
there's, there's, a, there's a vacuum in this room. There's a bottle of Lysol over here. There's a can of this cleaning thing because she leaves a trail all behind her. But it, it's all clean. But there's always a can or this and that. And she always does that. And, and so I go behind her and I put it away. And she thinks she put it away, but I always put them away. And uh, that's how she does it. That's how she cleans. And I'm not complaining. Believe me, she, she loves doing that. She'd much rather clean than cook any day of the week. That's just Anna, right? And Gloria knows that because Anna's always been a cleaner. Um, but are you walking around spiritually with things halfway done? Did you start something? Did the Lord put something on your heart? A ministry that you started? Maybe it was a Bible study at home. Maybe it was reaching out to your coworkers. Maybe it was a prayer time you started and then you've given up. Is there something that, that God started in your life that, that you've given up on? Well, let me remind you this morning, God hasn't given up on you. Amen. Let's pick that back up. Let's carry it on. Let's begin to do that again, to walk in, in the purpose that he's given you. God will always finish the, the work. Amen. Let's not lose heart because we live in a time when seemingly people can't commit to relationships, to promises, to this or that. We don't have to be that way. None of us have to be that way. We can look to the author and finisher, the beginner, the, the, the finisher, the completer of our faith. God finishes everything as long as we put our trust in him. Amen. God is the author and finisher of our faith. And what he started in your life, he will complete. I want to remind you of that today. He's not left you hapless, hopeless by yourself. Even though there may be times you feel that way. Even though there may be times that you feel like everybody's deserted you. God's even deserted you. You may not feel his presence that day. But again, I want to remind you, he's not left you alone. He's still at work in you. Amen? Amen. Let's not lose heart. Let's not lose heart. What he has started, he will complete. Philippians 1.6 assures us that we can have this confidence in Christ, in God. Because he has begun the work of salvation in our lives and he will complete that work one day he will complete that work and again none of us know when that day will be none of us have tomorrow promise is what I'm trying to say so while you're here today do what you know you you're supposed to do do what you know you're supposed to be doing if God's given you a ministry whether it's at Trader Joe's whether it's at Walmart whether it's doing concrete work whatever it may be do it unto God. Amen. Do it unto God. I, don't, I know there's people in here that are engineers, some that are auto mechanics. Um, pray that God uses you to the glory of God. Amen. That God uses you. That's your ministry. You, you may say, well, Pastor Rick, I, you know, I thought only a pastor or a Sunday school or somebody that teaches in the church has a ministry. No, no. Each of you have a ministry. Whatever that is, it could be fishing. If you enjoy fishing and you go fishing, that's your ministry. Bless those around you. It could be having a, a bunch of family and friends over to your house. Bless them. We love doing that. You know, all of you have been in our house probably a hundred times by now. 
and, and we're going to have our international potluck coming up in two weeks. Hopefully you can come, experience some of the wonderful Micronesians. Did I say lechon? I love lechon. Just wanted to throw that out there. But um, I love my Filipino food. I love my Mexican food. I love my Italian food, my German food. I love all kinds of food. But whatever that ministry is, do it unto God. Amen? Do it unto God. God will finish that work in you. He will complete it until that day that Jesus returns. Amen? With God, there are no would-have-beens, should-have-beens, or could-have-beens, because God always finishes what He starts. He always finishes what He starts. You may not see it here this morning in your life. You may not see it yet, but if you have the eyes of faith, ask Him, Lord, open my eyes of faith. Help me to see as, as, uh, as faith. Hebrews 11, chapter 1 describes it. In the, in the King James, it says it this way, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now I see it, Lord. Help me to see that. Pray, God, give me the wisdom to see that, to be able to see by faith, with eyes of faith, what you want for my ministry, what you want for my life. And I, and I believe that when you begin to pray prayers like that, he will open your eyes to be able to see your ministry opening up in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you thankful that God is doing a work in your life today? Are you thankful that he's not finished? Are you thankful that he's not given up on you? Amen. I'm so thankful for that this morning.